Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Today's guest is such a gem. You can't help but smile ear to ear when you are in conversation with him. He has such a positive and infectious energy. Meet Matt Allen. In 2016, Matt rode his bicycle across America. Yes, you heard that right. He rode his bike across America and he did it on his own. So soon after completing the trip, he quit his successful engineering career in New York City to move to Colorado in pursuit of defining success on his own terms. You already know he is my kind of people. Now, Matt is a leadership and business coach who helps new online wellness professionals develop, market, and sell their first one to 5K transformational program and learn how to become a world-class coach and leader. He loves supporting people transform their life so that they can create the change they wish to see in the world. I know that you are going to just love Matt as much as I do. I truly adore him and I'm so excited to share him with you. Hello. Hello, Super Expanders. How are you doing today? Ah, So excited for the guest I have sitting here with me today. So I'd love to introduce you to Matthew, Matt, Alan. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Thanks for the intro. Excited to be here. So yeah, so so excited. So a little bit of context why I just said all of the names. First, we were just talking about how he's actually got basically a, a stage name, and I'm just <laughs> outing him on that right here in, in the public. So totally maybe fine. maybe he'll tell you what his real last name is, or maybe he's gonna be just a little bit mysterious and keep that to himself. We'll see. But we had a deep conversation around names just recently going by a nickname versus a given name. And we had a very similar experience around that through breath work. So I feel like we should kind of just like first have a little chit chat about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So funny how, how it all worked out that way where, yeah, you went from, um, do you say Corinne, Corinne, Corinne. Kareen, and then Corey, and then I saw your post that was like, I'm going by the full name. And I'm like, whoa, I've been <laughs> battling with my own self of, you know, I've been Matt by everyone my whole life, except my mom, dad and brother. And um, this past winter, I was like, I'm gonna be Matthew, I'm taking Matthew back. You know, I'm just kind of stepping into this power, and all this stuff. And then I did it for a few months. And um, this, this one, I had this new group of friends that were like, Matthew, Matthew. And I'm like, 
can you guys stop doing that? Like, who told you to do that? And it like, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't feeling authentic for me. Yeah. But you actually heard, like, there was like something with breath work. Yeah. Cause it was, yeah. So, right. so then, so then this was more recently where I'm kind of like, okay, whatever, Matthew, like, I don't really care that much. Just call me Matt. It's fine. Like I'm awesome. No matter what you call me, it's just a name. And then, yeah, I'm doing this um, conscious breathwork class here in Denver. And I'm like, you know, without taking 10 minutes to explain the story, I'm like vibrating and the vibration is too fast. And I'm like, I want love vibrations. Give me some love. And so I started to ask for that. And somebody else's breath in the class was like really also fast. It was like, and it it was kind of like, Matt, Matt, Matt. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, I want love. I want love. And the vibration started to slow down. And then that guy's breath started to slow down. And it was more like, and I was like, Matthew, Matthew. And then I started to feel like a lot of love come in. And I'm like, well, the people who love me the most in my life are my mom, dad, and brother who all call me Matthew. And so all of a sudden I'm like, wait, am I supposed to be Matthew? Should I have not let that go so easily? And, you know, and I'm, you know, still like, whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. The power of breath. I love it because that was what really pushed me to, to step back into my full name. And I had a very similar experience. We were talking about this, about like when people started calling me Kareen, I was like, Whoa, hold on. This feels like not myself. This feels like mm. really uncomfortable because of like a lot of childhood stuff with my, with my full name. And I've been just kind of working through it. And there are moments when I'm like, I kind of regret <laughs> coming out and claiming the, 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 full, the full name, but there's really a lot of irony or lessons I thought to be taught in that. It's like, wait, hold on. But like claiming your power doesn't necessarily mean that that's comfortable, right? Stepping into who you're truly meant to be. Does that mean that that's comfortable? Yeah, that's a great point. It's so funny now we're talking about this again, live on this podcast. And every time we talk about it, something kind of comes up a little bit more. And I'm just like, yeah, what is it about the Matthew? Is it just like, cause only my parents called me that, that it's like, oh, little baby Matthew. And you know, like, no, I want to be, I, I don't know. I just, just live thinking on the podcast right now. There we go. We're, that's, that's, that's what happens, right? The more yeah. you speak it out, there's a clarity comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Getting into, getting into the flow over here. Love it. So now that we're like kind of exploring all of this, who are you, Matthew? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> who, <laughs> who, who is Matt Matthew Allen to his core, to his essence? Yeah. So, you know, what's funny once again, more synchronicities. I was just on a call yesterday connecting with people and I'm like, I don't want to say what I do for work right now. Like, I don't feel like it. So what I said was like, uh, I'm like an athlete at my core. I love moving and being outside. I love the summer. Like I love sweating. Um, I've played sports my whole life. Um, got into working out when I was 14 and that's always been a big part of my life. And yeah, right now I'm training for a 40 mile ultra marathon, uh, in the mountains of Colorado. And that is like, when I think about who I am is, is starting with that athlete and then kind of going deeper into that. It's like always been this leadership, which then of course brings me back to what I do, but I do it because that's, what's so true for me is that like, I, for a lot of my life, I didn't feel like a leader. didn't think I really was a leader. I was never stepping fully into those shoes. I feel like I was always, you know, in high school, which probably everyone in high school, but like always looking left and right. How is everybody else wearing their hat? What is everyone else wearing and doing? And how's everyone else talking? And just kind of the, you know, I was a B student and I wasn't 
popular, but I wasn't like in the nerdy. I was just kind of in the middle and I wasn't the best athlete. It wasn't the worst. And so always kind of feeling like just floating in the middle and never like owning my truest self. And the more I would reflect on that, the more I would like see, and especially recently looking back, like there is a big aspect of leadership that I had. I just never allowed myself to step into it. But, you know, there are all these moments and little stories of where like I had stepped up as the leader, or if I wasn't the captain of the baseball team, but I would do the things that the captain should have been doing because I felt like, well, someone's got to do this and no one's doing it. So it really has been, you know, leaning into this leadership and all starting with like leading myself. And I think, you know, as we go into the self-work, that's where it all has to start. Oh my gosh. So, so I should have been taking notes on questions I wanted to ask you there because I have like 50 directions. We, we could, Yeah, that happens we and I ramble and, you know. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, that's gold. Oh, that's gold. Oh, I want to go that way. Oh, so let's see. Let's, let's roll it back here just a little bit and start with the thought that, so I personally believe when we are connected to our true purpose, that there is not actually, and this is, could be a polarizing thought. It could be something that really kind of makes a lot of people annoyed and mad. I don't think there's any difference in who you are and what you do, but only if you're connected to your purpose and you're really living in that. Because I feel like that whole idea of like balance and work, and I, I actually don't, I think it's complete baloney, mm. <laughs> complete BS. Yeah. And when you're truly living in your purpose, connected to what you were meant to be doing on this planet that who you are and what you do are actually kind of one and the same so kind of cool that what I'm with you I'm with you yeah 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 so kind of cool that we're talking about leadership here as being something that's like who you are at your core and I feel like there's like so many different pieces inside of that from athleticism because it being an athlete a I think even inside of team sport, you, everyone has to play a leadership role. There really is not like hierarchical situations, even though I think in the world, it likes, we all like to look at it that way. So let's talk about when it was that leadership really started to be an emerging piece of your purpose. Yeah, that's a really good question because looking back, it's like, oh, it was here. Oh, it was actually earlier than that. Oh, it was earlier than that. But really, I guess when I had the awareness around it, um, honestly, more recently, and I've renamed my signature program, I renamed my podcast, it all has the name leader in it. And I, for the longest time, like when I coach people, um, and I help people like develop their four figure offer market and sell and get their first, you know, high ticket clients. And I would always tell, like my friends and my girlfriend, I'm like, it's cool when people make money. But what I really love is when they step into their power and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I am worth, you know, $2,000, $3,000. I can do this. I can change people's lives. And I'm like, that's what I have really loved um, in my coaching. And, you know, again, the money's great and you sell people what they want and people want to make more money. Um, But what I really give them is becoming this new person and stepping into their own leadership role and, yeah, it was this past winter, probably along with the name thing and being like, <laughs> who am I? What am I doing? Um, being like, oh, it's right there in front of me the whole time. I love helping people step into their power as a leader. And so I lost your question. 
when did leadership come? Yeah. When did leadership kind of, it was more recently, but, yeah. but again, um, like I said before, in order to lead others, you must first lead yourself. And 100%. if you want to lead yourself, you got to know yourself. Yeah. And there's a lot of that self-discovery. So for me, where I like, always love starting my story in that leadership is like, I had done what I'm supposed to do, right? And do my best to get good grades and get the college degree. I, be, I was a civil engineer, moved to New York City. And then it was 2015, it's 25 years old, quarter life crisis. I'm like, is this really my life? Like being an engineer, who, who decided this for me? I mean, I know I kind of chose the major, but like I'm building someone else's dream. And like, I come to work and there's no passion behind this and really started to question all that. And um, to make a long story a little shorter, I was biking to work in New York City in Manhattan and I was loving biking. And through this quarter life crisis, I'd bike after work a little bit more, a little bit more. And then all of a sudden I was like, I was dating this girl for about two years at the time, you know, at the time who I thought was the love of my life. And I'm like, we're going to continue to follow this path, get married, have move in together, get married, have kids, but you know, work for the rest of my life, climb the ladder, retire at 65. And then I like enjoy life or do what I want. Maybe I'll find happiness. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so that was all dawning on me. And then through all this biking, I don't really remember where the idea came from. might've been following some bike blogs or something. Remember blogs? Do people still blog? Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, some people do. <laughs> anyway, um, I was like, I'm going to ride my bike across the country, across America. And in 2016, I did that. And that was, I think, to go back to your question. Wait, hold on. Why are we just talking about this now? You rode your whole bike across. I'm so sorry. Time out. Yeah. Hold the phone yeah, back yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> You rode your bike all the way across America. And this is the first time that this is being discussed. Well, I did put it in the intake form, but yes. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Sometimes Sorry I feel like <laughs> sometimes I feel like I talk about it so much that I'm like, yeah. so I had my old, I had an old podcast with with my good friend, and uh, we, we actually had a. Do you ever watch New Girl? No, I don't watch TV. Oh well, New Girl's great. They have a douchebag jar for one of the characters, <laughs> you know, always saying inappropriate stuff. So he's got to put a dollar sometimes five, sometimes 20, if he's being a douchebag. So uh, on my old podcast, we, my co-host made me get a bike jar. Every time I, every time I talked about the bike trip, I'd have to put a dollar in the jar. So sometimes oh my I'm God, like- who's, Hold on, who's your co-host? They're fired. That's, don't they know how, um, don't they know how marketing works? And like- No, it, well, that's part of the marketing, right? He's teasing me and we'd have the bike jar and that's part of it. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I-, I I love that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to repeat myself. But yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe he beat it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you rode your whole bike across, your whole bike, your, whole your thing, bike. Yeah. of course you rode the whole bike, but you rode your bike across all of, how long did it take you? Uh, it was 90 days, 5,019 miles, had about 13 rest days in there. And it was from Coney Island, New York, dipped my back wheel in the Atlantic Ocean. All the way, all the way to a little bit of south here and there, you know, five thousand miles uh, to Seaside, Oregon. Did my front wheel in the Pacific. Oh my god! Okay, so did you do this by yourself? Yeah, so it's what they call self-supported. So I had bikes, which are called panniers. I had the bike bags. I had my tent, sleeping bag, sleeping pad. A lot of camping parks, town parks, uh, some churches. They have like rec rooms. They'll have open to sleep in. Um, there are some apps, kind of like couch surfing stuff. You can sleep at people's places. So, but I did meet people along the way too and rode my bike with them. 
And you've written a book about this? So I blogged about it. I didn't let myself go longer than three days without writing a blog. So there is msquaredvelo.com, the whole blog about it. And yeah, I thought about it, that I should just turn that into a book. Um, Yes. Okay, cool. Let's, I'm going to note that down. Glad we had this chat here Yeah. Figuring yeah, out the rest of your <laughs> yeah, I'll put that on Ur- Urban Outfitters, you know, one of those coffee table books. Oh my gosh! So I feel like now, and I, I don't even. First of all, your your coolness factor. You were already super cool to me. It just went like way further up, right? And I'm like, I'm planning out your life here because now I feel like you need to write a book and you have to have like a product launch. <laughs> But well, well, I'm good. Gonna... I don't know. I don't have enough to do over here, Corey. So just yeah, I know, I know. So that's <laughs> that's super cool. Wow, what an experience doing that all by yourself for ninety days. Talk about self leadership. Hello. So, mm-hmm. what do you think would be your biggest lesson? And I'm sure there was a lot. But if you could take one that your biggest lessons out of that experience, what would it be? Yeah, it so it, it's this, and this has been since 2016, since dipping that front wheel in the Pacific and getting across the country. Um, it's never the destination. You know, you hear the cliche, but it truly is the journey. And that was the moment where I dipped my front wheel in the Pacific Ocean. And I I don't remember if it was that day. My whole family was there. It was actually raining that day, popping champagne. It was fucking one of the most beautiful days of my life. Um but at some point, maybe it was that day, maybe it was the next day, all of a sudden, you know, we're driving around in my mom's car, we're going down the coast of California, I'm like in this car now, which feels weird, and I'm like, oh no, so I'm going to go back to New York City and be an engineer and work for the weekends and not really love every, like, you know, loving two out of seven days of the week, working for the weekends. I'm like, that, that's not a life to live. And really, it was just like the pursuit of daily happiness. How can, because I saw that 90 days, I loved every day, even the bad day, one day when it was so cold and rainy, and I never wished for an uphill, but this day I wish for uphills because it kept me warm and the downhills kept me freezing. But any other day, you know, it was, it was, give me the downhills. Um, Even that day that was so bad, I was like, I remember having the thought like, this is better than being behind the desk at your engineering company. And well, there's also a whole paper. chapter in your book, Wishing for Uphills. So just make a note. I, I love that. it. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I'm like, uh, but I, yeah, how so, could you not write a book? I'm like, so many like juicy metaphorical things coming out of this, but I'm listening to this and I'm like, wow, okay. This, this context of also, I, I, in this like enjoying the process, it's like, even though you were like, it's the most beautiful day of your life, wasn't there, isn't there an element of anticlimactic feeling of actually getting to the thing? Because there's this expectation of getting to the the end point, right? This like the, the top, the summit, the Pacific Ocean, the end of doing this thing that you set out. And like, there's this fleeting moment of like, fuck yeah, I did it. And then you're like, wait, hold on. And I'm not sure I feel as much as I thought I was going to feel. Yeah, totally. I said, if I didn't run out of money, I would have turned down the coast and went down California and I wouldn't have stopped. Uh, just Forrest Gump style, just kept, <laughs> just kept on going. Um, but yeah, totally. It, it's so funny because I, this is all like a lot like life, right? We, 
we want these big moments. We want the raise. We want this. We want the perfect relationship. And then we're in it. And then we want to be somewhere else. Maybe we get the moment for like a split second, but most of our life is pursuing the next thing. So if we could just enjoy the pursuit of life every day we go through it, life will be so much more fun. And it's easier said than done. I obviously struggle with this all the time. But yeah, like even, you know, going through that trip and like wanting to get to like Colorado, because that was like, in my mind, that was like halfway, get through the East Coast and through like Kansas. And I actually love Kansas. Um, and getting to Colorado and be like, okay, now the trip starts, we're out in the West and the mountains and all this stuff. And I caught myself early on, maybe in like Missouri being like, dude, don't wish you're halfway because then you just wished away half the trip. Like enjoy all of this right now. And, and in that moment, that rainy day, you know, being like, this sucks. I'm like, well, you could be, you know, behind the desk right now. So just enjoying that present moment was so valuable. And yeah, it's just like getting to the end and being like, oh my God, now it's over. And like, I didn't want to lose that feeling. So that's kind of, you know, it took time, but it was that like, how, how do I keep this feeling going? How do I fall in love with every single day? You know, there's got to be a way that that's possible because I just did it for 90 days. So how do we turn this into, you know, a sustainable lifestyle? Yeah. Oh, so, so many lessons. I, I'm going to be waiting for the book that you are going to write now. Yeah. You're getting, you're going to be hyped up. (laughs) Now that we've had this discussion. um, So when are you going to finish it? The book. (laughs) You know what? I am, I am co-authoring a book right now that comes out in the fall. And the chapter is going to be a lot about the bike trip. So we're, we're getting there. All right. All right. All right. I mean, I feel like there's way more than a chapter there, but we'll. Oh, de- oh yeah. I'm trying to write this chapter and I'm like, I don't know how to see window. I get like 3000 words and the book is called heart centered leadership. And I get 3000 words, you know, with, with a bunch of other co-authors, uh, it's about all about leadership. And I'm like, I'm like writing this chapter. I'm like, 3,000, that's it? If you could tell, I love to talk. So I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to dwindle down writing to 3,000 words. Because you're, you're supposed to write a whole book on this. Um, so <laughs> in all of all of this, leading up to really discovering leadership, being who you are and, and what you do and what you teach to your clients, along the way, there had to have been a source of inspiration, a super expander who has really thrust you into this place. So I'd love to know uh, who that person is. I'd love to hear a story, a super expander story. Lay it on me. I have a question for you. Have you joined the super expander free mentorship community? If not, What are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions.
Yeah. So he, you prepped me with this before the podcast. And I was like, Oh God, who is it? And you know, what came to my mind first is actually my, my friend, the co-host who teased me about the bike trip. Um, he is someone who since coming to Colorado and since COVID happened has I feel like really accelerated my growth. And so anyway, uh, like the bike trip, you know, 2016, 2018, I found fitness again. In 2018, I moved to Colorado, quit engineering, started pursuing personal training, combining that with my photography career, all this stuff going on. And then of course, COVID happens and I lose all my clients uh, for photography and for personal training. I'm like, well, now what? And the cool thing is I was just meeting this guy, shout out Taylor Seaford. Um, I was just meeting him and we were doing some work trade. He was going to give me free access to his life coaching course. And I was going to film the videos for it um, with my photo and video background. And we, I would film the videos. I would learn from literally watch, listening to him talk. Uh, and then we would spend hours together, just really starting to dip my toes in like all this, what it means to be like a life coach. And it's so funny too, because a year before being a personal trainer, I was texting uh, a friend and my fiance at the time, I'm not divorced, texting them when I was in the gym being a personal trainer. I was like, I want to do more for people. Like just being a personal trainer, writing workouts is not enough. I want to really help people change their lives. I want to do what I did for myself, leave corporate, pursue my dreams. And my buddy was like, you mean like a life coach? And I, I remember I could see myself standing in the kitchen of the gym kind of being like, who the fuck am I to be a life coach? And now, I mean, that's a big part of what I do. It's leadership and business coaching, but it's life coaching too and helping people overcome blocks and you know, pursue, to pursue what they want unapologetically and to be themselves. And so anyway, yeah, Taylor was really the first person to like start, I was able to really have these conversations with and not just the conversations, but he was also teaching me a lot too. And that was a big, another reason why I left New York City. Uh, I love my friends and family in New York City, but I knew there was a deeper part of, I wasn't going to get what I was looking for. I wanted to evolve as a person and I wasn't going to get that in New York City and drinking my life away and everybody was trying, trying to climb the corporate ladder. And so it was a big part of moving to Colorado and searching for more people who wanted that. And um, I met some people along the way, some good conversations, but yeah, he was really the person that um, was not only having those conversations, but was also teaching me a lot too. Wow. I love that. That's, we all need somebody like that in, in our lives to inspire us to, um, I don't know, plant the seeds of, of greatness that are sprouting within us or water the seeds, if you will, because totally, they're, yeah. they're already there. Right. Yeah. So, and I think that that's really what what a life coach does, right? It's people, especially ones that are truly, that's their purpose, truly amazing at what they do. It is, it's a matter of watering the seeds that are there and mm -hmm. getting people to a place to see that they're actually can foster them on their own, to grow them, cultivate them, to like turn them into whatever it is that they absolutely want. And it's like illuminating that possibility for them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Ah, so good. All right. So in all of this, I mean, I feel like I kind of already dancing around this, but with leadership being the thing that you lead with, for lack of a better word, what is it that 
gets you up though, like gets you going? What is it that fuels you, your North Star in all of this? Yeah, it really is. I mean, this can go back to the bike trip and then it can go to quitting engineering and pursuing being a personal trainer, which I mentioned to start this, like fitness has been part of my life for so long. I started working out when I was 14 and teaching myself that stuff. And um, when I had the opportunity in New York City to become a personal trainer part-time while still being an engineer, um, I was like, oh, this thing that I've loved is coming back into my life. There's actually a mini story before that. And I promise I'll circle this back. Um, but I was a fr freshman in college and I was actually a business major. And I didn't like that. Obviously, you know, I eventually went to civil engineering, but I remember freshman year, you know, still in love with fitness, working out, getting a pump on in the gym, staring at the, staring at the mirror and being like, mm, yeah, looking good. I'm like, it'd be so cool <laughs> to be a personal trainer, but that's not a real career path. And so I let that idea go. And anyway, so yeah, back in, after the bike trip, found CrossFit, fell in love with CrossFit. That gym was like, we're looking for trainers. I'm like, yes, this is my chance to do that thing that I thought about 10 years ago that I wrote off as not a real career path. And, um, and that eventually led to quitting engineering, moving to Colorado, becoming a personal trainer, combining my passion for photography as well. That was also like a little side hustle I was doing. And and yeah, not holding myself when I started to fall out of love with personal training and started to lean into photography, um, not holding myself to having to be this one thing for the rest of my life. And so to answer your question, it always came back to, I love cliches because they're so true and they just yeah. mean so much. <laughs> but people on their deathbed don't regret the things they did do. They regret the things they didn't do. 100%. And I cannot imagine a future where I'm laying on my deathbed being like, what if I biked across country? Could I have done it? What if I was a personal trainer for a career? What if I tried to be a photographer? You know, all these what ifs, it's like, that is so much scarier to me than waking up every day and doing something that I might fail at, that I might suck at. But I'd rather know, I'd rather do the hard thing, right? Running this 40 mile trail run. Who knows? I believe in myself, I'm gonna make it and it's probably gonna hurt. But if I don't make it and I need the medics to come and get me or a helicopter lift, oh, well, you know, and if I die, well, then I die and I won't know the difference anyway. Um, but I'd, ra I'd rather go and try it and, and see. So, you know, just for everything in my life, starting the business, you know, launching a new product, maybe writing a book, like, let's do it because I do not want to be sitting on the deathbed being like, what if I wrote that book about writing my way across country? You really got my wheels turning on that now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I've got to freak it out now. I'm like, half of me is here in this podcast. Half of me is like, should I be writing a book right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys heard it here first that Matt, Matthew is writing a book. Keep, keep on the lookout. Come yeah, here. yeah. So wait till, um, I don't know eight months from now when it's released, we'll be back here having a conversation about this podcast. Oh my By God. the way, I'll also have a, a signed copy and we'll be taking only just 2% of your sales. <laughs> that's all. Um, <laughs> it, it might be an NFT at that time. Who knows where the world's going. <laughs> so what I love what you were just talking about in so many ways is that 
and I had so I have many thoughts that we're about to just like put out there if I can remember them all. One is that you're trying things on, right? And so it's it's funny because I was just thinking about this sham of a story that we've been told, which you kind of mentioned, which is that like, go to school, get a degree, mm-hmm. get a job, get married, have kids, blah, 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 whatever. And it truly is. And you like, think about the whole, like, you're, like, you're living in the matrix. But there is this whole thing of like, it, it really benefits a certain sector of the world to be in that like blinders on situation to the fact that there's actually, you can make a crap ton of money doing whatever it is that you decide you want to do if you put all of yourself into it. And so we're in this like world where you literally can be a personal trainer and be a multi-million, you know, multi-millionaire. You can be an artist and be a multi-millionaire. You could be a professional, um, you know, ultra marathoner and make Mm -hmm. a ton of money if that's what you want to do, but you have to try stuff on, right? Mm -hmm. We get to try stuff on to see what it is that we want to put every ounce of our heart and soul into and having that beginner's mind in when we try things on, allowing ourselves to dive fully deep into the things that spark interest and joy and give them an opportunity to kind of just see where they go. And at the moment that you decide you're not into it anymore, that's cool. You don't have to be, or if it turns out you really suck at it, um, then, then you don't have to do it anymore. But I think outside of only like a few things, I don't know that you actually, anybody actually can suck at anything. The only thing that we really suck at are the things that we don't go all in on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't love, sing well, but. I yeah. yeah. Well, right. I, like I'll never be LeBron James, but I can get better at basketball. But you could have been probably if that's, a, that mean, you, that's not, I mean, you talk about that. It's like the mastery piece of anything, right. Is deciding to just show up and keep doing it and can do it keep doing it yeah. now you might be, not be as tall as lebron james right um but they all decided that they were going to show up and keep doing things right yeah and practice and practice and practice i was like you know kobe bryant it was like he used to get up and he had this like whole formula of how he got there right because he went to bed earlier got up earlier and got in the gym earlier so there was this compound effect of all of the things that he was doing from practice, um, working out and all of it. And he basically, the compound effect was like, he was just putting in more reps every Mm -hmm. single day than most people on the thing, but he went all in on this thing that obviously he was, you know, very talented at just a natural innate talent. Yeah. But the natural innate talent made him might've made him okay. But yeah, he put in that work and it's like, you know, it kind of brings up that conversation of if, uh, if you do what you love. You never work a day in your life. And that's a bunch of bullshit because there's going to be work there. Um, but why are we demonizing the work? This yeah. is the fun part. Everybody wants the growth. Nobody wants the growing pains. But you need the growing pains to to get to where you want to be, to get to the other side. 100%. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's the truth. I can't remember where I heard this, that it was just recently. And I was like, yeah, uh, that... <laughs> life 80 percent of life is actually pain and when we start to understand that then we stop actually looking for things to always feel good and being mad about when they don't right because mm-hmm. 
And I feel like there are some of us, which I, 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 people are always like, you have like such an optimistic outlook. Even when I'm being cynical, I'm kind of like, I make jokes about things, but I have always been like, it, I know it's going to be hard work, bring it on. And like, it's, it, whenever it's bad, it's going to get better. I've like, never think that nothing, like something's going to not work out. I just like never even have that yeah. thought process about anything because I'm like, I mean, what do you mean? It's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you also, we like to think we know what's good for us and we have no idea, right? God, universe, whatever you want to talk about, there's the plan for you. And you're either going to get what you want, which is wonderful. Or are you going to get the lesson you needed so that you can do better next time? And, you know, even just hearing you talk, it's like, oh, life is 80% bad, 20% good. It's like, well, it's bad because you said it's bad. But how right. about it's 100% good? I literally was thinking about this last night. I was playing baseball and I'm not batting well. It's really frustrating. And I'm out there and I was pitching too. And I'm on the mound and beautiful Colorado sunset. And I'm like, this is my place. If like, if nothing else, I love playing baseball. Like, and if you can't love this, then like, what are you going to love, Matt? And I'm like, even when the games are bad and the quote unquote bad, I'm like, you know, I, I pop up to the first baseman and I, I run back to the dugout. I'm so close to slamming my helmet and bat. And I pause, I take a deep breath. I placed it down. I took a walk and I was like, how is this good? I was like, well, I just learned that, you know, it's a really slow pitcher. I should be like hitting home runs. And I wasn't, I'm like, well, what happened? probably dropped my shoulder, right? I can analyze like what, what went wrong and be like, cool. Now I can show up better for the next at bat Com compared to right. Those two choices, you either get what you want or you get the lesson. So if I got what I wanted, I would have hit five home runs last night. It would have been awesome, but there's no yeah. learning in that. Oh, and oh, sure. It can be more fun, but yeah. now I get to, yeah. Pop up to first baseman. Cool. How can I learn? Oh, I dropped my back shoulder or, you know, whatever it was. And and just seeing the good in all of this, that like I'm getting just what I need right now. Absolutely. Well, that's, I think there's a reframe because I don't think that pain is bad. That And that's, I think, always what my, mm. I think that's also when you start looking at athletes and people who are like in that realm. That's why we're all a little bit of masochists. You're like, oh, that was horrible. I should do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I yeah, almost start... just died doing that. I think I thought I was going to puke in that workout or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, I, I should probably go back and do that again tomorrow. Cool, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and then the fun part is, that's true, you said 80% pain, not bad i interpret it as bad but yeah the, the pain right that's that's the growth and you start to see like yeah you survive and not only do you survive you get stronger so you start to get addicted to that pain because you know inside that pain are more lessons is more growth and oh, again that's like the, the best part it's fun part of life so that's exactly it. That's, that's what I think so many people need to like you're like oh but we're we're conditioned to this 20%, that's the slice of happiness that we are allocated to. So then the, the like you're on this journey that you're never, ever going to get there. The moment you get there, you're going to slip right out of there. And mm -hmm. so your whole entire life is this like pursuit of chasing your tail versus mm -hmm. <laughs> just sinking in and being like, oh, this is just part of the ride right now. This is just part of the ride that is today. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's, you know, really going back to that presence. And man, I got a beef with like school. I feel like school did this to a lot I of us. I had that thought too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I've made a few reels off this and TikTok. So I'm like, school taught you to memorize and not fail. And memorization is why so many people suffer with perfectionism because it's got to be perfect before I put it out or it's going to fail. 
and right, not failing. I, someone, I don't know if this is a quote, but I've heard it. In school, you learn the lesson, you take the test. But in life, you take the test, then you learn the lesson. So we've just been taught for like, what, 18, 22 years, if you went to college, like that you have to get this right the first time. There's, you don't get to retake tests. And if you fail, you fall back a grade or whatever, you move down or whatever it is. Like there's nothing good about failing in school. And that's just not how life works. But oh, here yeah, we are yeah. thinking we have to go this certain route and be so perfect and, you know, don't mess up because you're going to, everyone's going to laugh at you and you're going to fall further behind, but it's the complete opposite. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's instead of like teaching kids to actually lean into failure to find it, because if we're not failing, we're not growing right in yeah. life, all these things. Yeah. Oh my God. So many. And it's almost like too, if you think about school, why is it you're, you were talking about kind of like learning to know yourself was part of that lesson. Right. So like, why is it that instead of teaching kids how to, you have to you be able to do algebra. I mean, there are certain, I don't, I mean, there's like a lot of math that we do need to be able to do in the world, but I'm not saying that, but like the big core piece of schooling being like helping kids to discover themselves, not yeah. being these, like teaching them to take the test. Right. And it's interesting that you said that because I was um, thinking about high school specifically for me. I have borderline photographic memory where I used to be able That's to cool. borderline it's not like legit but it's yeah. like close to it and I used to do this all of the time at a, a history teacher who did these quizzes and then he would take his quizzes and turn them in tests but he never actually changed the order half of the time but I used to be able to look at multiple choice questions and just know where the answer was in the mm. question based on like some pattern recognition that was yeah. going on and I would get 100% on his tests all of the time and I never read the book and I never studied for anything yeah. I literally yeah. just would <laughs> yeah yeah and look you're smart and you get to go to a better college and you have better opportunities uh which also I think is funny because I worked with plenty of people who went to better colleges than me and I'm like oh look we're at the same company yeah exactly but, but anyway, right? I mean but yeah it's just it's just so crazy and yeah how cool oh man it'd be so cool if we just got to discover who we were and then, then we wouldn't have to do it at 32 years old and trying to figure out if I'm Matt or Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like we could just sit here and riff on this all night, yeah. all day long. It's, it's uh, I'm heading into evening. It's a different time zone for you. But so we're going to have to save all of this juicy nuggets because every single person listening to this podcast right now is like, oh my gosh, when are they going to do another one? So we'll have to keep you in suspense. Oh, yeah. We'll be waiting on Matt to write his book. So That's just right. you know, make sure that you reach out to him and ping him and ask him how his progress is coming along so we can get him back on here. If I actually start getting messages from everybody about it, it then it might, it might push <laughs> me to do it. Well, you heard it here. Friends, I know you want this book written now. Um, so tell me if you could just, there's been so many juicy nuggets of wisdom. This is just even crazy. Like you probably could just re-listen to this for like at least a hundred, but if we could, could distill it down to just one more, what would it be that you might share with, with everyone listening, with the listeners, how can you shift them, change their life? This is your super expander mm. moment all comes mm. down to right here, right now in one line. One line. Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, there's so many ways to go. And, uh, you know, I kind of said it with like the, the deathbed quote. So without repeating that, uh, it really would be, you were talking about it, like, just go, go do what piques your curiosity with no judgment. 
you know, I had this camera in my closet because I asked my dad for it for Christmas and he got it for me, you know, when I was like 12 or 14 or whatever, you know, DSLR camera because uh, he's an amazing dad. And it sat in the closet for 10, 12 years, whatever it was. And I got back from that bike trip and I was like, I want to learn how to use this camera. And I've always had this kind of photo, uh, you know, I, I had an eye for good photos. And so I just started learning that. And it blossomed into this amazing side hustle where I was a really good crossfit photographer and got to go to some really cool competitions. And, and like you said, maybe it's nothing. And maybe, you know, you're not that interested in photography. So put the camera back in the closet, whatever, no harm, no foul. But maybe it's something that you fall in love with. You know, the the whole fitness thing, right? The story I told myself that that's not a real career path. Well, someone, I learned that somewhere and it's a bunch of bullshit. So I had this curiosity for being a personal trainer. So part-time, what did I start doing after the bike trip? I started to be a CrossFit coach and take on some personal training clients. That led me to moving cross country and, and all of this and where I am today. And you asked, right, that moment in the, in the kitchen, you asked Matt uh, a year or two years ago, would, would you be a life coach? Like, are you kidding me? What does that even mean? I don't, I don't have the capacity for that. But now it's like, of course, that's what I do. It's part of my work. And it's all come from like, just continuing to pee my curiosity, the bike trip, all of this stuff. And with no judgment, I've tried some stuff and it doesn't go well. And I stopped doing it because I realized not, you know, personal training was a good example. I don't actually really love this. Like I thought I would, but at least now I know. And it was a lot longer than one sentence. But again, I just piqued the curiosity because you said it too. I, I always told my ex-wife this. I'm like, you love dancing in high school. Just take a dance class. Worst case, you hate it, you don't do it. But you got to do it long enough to see, like you got to get your groove back, like do it for three months, six months. And then if you don't like it, you can stop. But maybe you make some cool friends. That'd be cool. Maybe you're better than the instructor and you start coaching some classes. Maybe you do that and the person wants to sell the studio because they don't want to do it anymore. And you're like, oh my God, I love this so much. I'm buying the studio. And now this is your new life. And you wake up every day and you fucking love it. But we just don't know if we don't pursue these little curiosities. And if, like going back to our conversation, if that's all life is, if it's just pursuing what feels good and pursuing what feels good, and nothing ever really comes of it, but for the past 40 year, years, all you've been doing is pursuing what feels good and pursuing what feels good, that sounds like a pretty fucking good life to me. So, yeah, it sounds like 40 years of just feeling good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but it will lead to more. It will, you like, you probably won't spend 40 years trying 80 different things. You will oh, land on something. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's what's fun. But, you know, we don't have to be stuck to one thing. Oh, my God, that's so good. I'm also just sitting here listening. I was like, I think you must be a, a sacral generator. You must be, uh, I, I'm, I'm listening. You're like, we have, to, we have to get a reading for you. I'm a, I'm a manifest generator. I don't Is, know the other parts. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sitting yeah. here thinking you're a, a generator. But I wonder that what the one the part of, the, I'm not an expert, but yeah, yeah. there's this part of like following your joy. And I feel yeah. like you have that in your, in your design. Yeah, for sure. Well, that was one thing. Once I learned about human design and like, oh, you're a man, Jan, you're supposed to like do a bunch of stuff throughout your life. And I'm like, oh, so quitting engineering and being a personal trainer and photographer and life, all this stuff. I'm like, so I'm good. I'm not an idiot. And like, cause I grew up thinking you got to do one thing the rest of your life. And yeah. I beat myself up for that a lot, but learning that. Your design. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so good. Yeah. All right. Cool. What a wild ride, guys. This is fun. I'm hyped up. I got it. Yeah, gotta me too. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs>
So everyone listening, I know they want to know you. They want to get in your world. So what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, the best way right now and the thing that I love most is my podcast, Powerful Online Leadership. Um, and it, you know, it's a lot of what I do in helping people, you know, online coaches really lean into their, um, leadership, their powerful leadership and, um, how to develop their core offer, how to market and sell and get their first clients so they can gain mastery in their coaching craft. And then they can go to other big, you know, programs and they can grow from there. But I love helping people get their first clients and doing it from a place that like they're in their power. And that's what I really love. And that's what the podcast is about. That's what my program's about. But yeah, if you want more of this, you want more of this energy. I got a two-part podcast over there where I tell my whole story. Wow. So if you want more of this, I don't remember what episode numbers there, but you'll find it in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, cool. definitely podcast. And then connect with me on Instagram. I love having conversations <laughs> if you can't tell. So that's at Matthew.Allen with a Y. I'm sure it will be in the show notes. Um, so yeah, hit, hit me up and I'd love to hear from you all. You know it. It will all be in the show notes. So make sure you stop what you're doing and go give Matt a follow. Say hello. Slide into his DMs. You know how it goes. And give this podcast a listen. I mean, yeah. you get endless amounts of what we just talked about. I'm I'm guessing, right? I mean, I mean, you won't have me there, but soon soon <laughs> you'll be there at least once i might need a co-host the energy is too good right now i know oh my gosh right <laughs> well thank you so much for for taking the time out to just share your light your wisdom your energy all of it so grateful for you yes thank you so much for having me this was so much fun If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.